Welcome to The Voice of Truth, episode three. Today will be a bit of a interesting episode as we'll be talking about some more mature content. If you're under 18, consult a parent before watching this. Thank you. So, you may be wondering, why are we all dressed so nice? Well, <laughs> it is because we just had presentations and if you're listening because this is a podcast so that would make sense, um, we are dressed very nice. We're all in suits. Cohen's got some glasses on. Um, Looking snazzy. JJ, who, and Marvin, who y'all don't know, are both wearing bow ties. Uh, JJ and Marvin, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hey, my name is uh, Marvin. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I love God. I love basketball. I love football. Um, I love family. Yeah. Okay. So that's Marvin. Very uh, nice. Close your bang, man. Yes, sir. I'm JJ. Um, I juggle fire. I love God too. <laughs> yes, sir. That's uh, yeah. That's a rock climb. I I've worked way too many part-time jobs, so I like <laughs> know lots of things. No, like way too things. many part-time jobs. What do you yeah. mean by way too many? Oh, like probably like seven or eight. <laughs> Just Dang, like man. yeah. Just so, work everywhere. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> a favorite? Well, I have a favorite, but it's like. My favorite is, was a discount tire. Discount tire was really fun. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no. It probably wasn't the best one, but it was my favorite. Give me your least favorite. Least favorite? Hot take Chick-fil-A. Ooh. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. I, think, I don't think it was, like, the company overall. It was just my specific, uh, my specific store was not ran very well. But that's all right. All right, so this week on the question of all questions, what is your dream place to visit? You want me to start? Yeah, yes. go ahead. So, um, I think probably like India would be really cool. There's like a lot of people that I know that have gone there. That's been really interesting. Is that because you juggle fire or? I, <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with it. I don't know. What does that have to do with something? I don't India. know. India, like, don't they juggle fire in India? Do they? I have no idea, bro. <laughs> I've never been. I don't know. I've never been either. But no, that, I mean, that could be cool. I know that they do in, like, Hawaii. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> they do juggle fire in Hawaii. I've seen a video of it yeah. from my parents. Pretty yeah. cool. And it was in Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Lilo and Stitch. The documentary. Yeah, okay, Colin? Um, I don't know if I can pick a specific place. I mean, like, there's a bunch of places in America, but um, I guess, like, countries, like uh, Iceland, um, sounds really cool. Um, New Zealand, uh, just almost anywhere in Europe. Um, yeah, basically anywhere that's not Georgia or like a really boring state, I'd be down to go to. Yeah, uh, rip to everyone who lives in Georgia. Not that Georgia's a boring state. I've just grown up my whole life in Georgia, so yeah, it's fair. It's pretty flat. It's pretty flat. Oh, dad. You got some mountains. Up in the north, Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah, Mountains. Clemson. Hey, South Carolina is better. But um, <clears throat> what about you? I would say my grandma said Stressa, Italy was a really nice place. Oh. So that's where I would like to go. Yeah, I feel like that would be cool to visit. Yeah, definitely. I feel like for me, for like vacation wise, I would want to go to like Paris. Mm-hmm. Like that. Okay. But like, um, but like. Just in general, we go to is probably Nepal. Nepal. Uh, yeah. It's like I really heard it's very beautiful. Like, the, think about like the Himalayas, bro. Oh yeah. And then yeah. you got like freaking Mount Everest, dog. Like, 
I just want to see how big that mm-hmm. is in person, bro. Well, I got so. stuck on that at Disney World. <laughs> Splash <laughs> Mountain? Mountain? Splash Mountain is fun. Yeah. But Mount Everest, Mount Everest. I got stuck. That's tough. It's called Matterhorn. And, well, I guess it's a different mountain. No, you, you're yeah. in that. Mr. Mountain. Disney World. That's got California. that Disneyland over there. Yeah. Yeah. Disney, Disney World. Disney uh, California. Wow. Hey, fun fact, though. Disney World, in the city I grew up in in Florida, Disney World was originally going to go there. Um, it was between there and Orlando, and they ended up picking Orlando. So, Disney World seems to have been. In a lot but it doesn't really matter. So like, <laughs> Orlando is very like filled with crime. Yeah. And so like, that's just how my city is too. So it would have been the same thing as Orlando. It's just yeah. So yeah, that's a fun fact. All right, Max, dream place to visit. Um, I was gonna say like Europe or something. I think. Yeah, so I, I'd like to go to Europe again. I, I've been to Europe, but I was, like, way too young to remember it. I was, like, a baby. Oh, wow. So, like, Italy and, uh, and France and stuff. Um, and then also both South Africa and Brazil are on my bucket list. Um, I'm going to one of those. Me too. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had to choose between South Africa or Brazil, which one would you want to go to? <laughs> keyword want to go to um i don't know i want to go to both of them at some point um the reason i like brazil is because they got bossa nova and it's the uh, woman love jazz Chilean woman yeah um south africa god's country like not actually god's country but just like the beauty there is texas really takes you to the lord <laughs> from what i've heard so Okay. Also, I didn't mention Israel, but oh, yeah, Israel would be yeah. cool. Great one. Yes, sir. That'd be very spirit filled. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I guess now is the time to dive into the topic today, and I would just really like to get y'all's perspective on sex as religion. We actually all just got mm-hmm. done with our finals, um, but just kind of like even the fact that like. Everything is being sexualized, like from kindergarten to like college to it's just I don't know. There's just a lot there that I think we can go into, and I would just like to just go into that. So um, I guess I should be a bit more precise. Yeah, that's fine. Um, unless y'all have any opening thoughts, just based off of that. Yeah. Well. Um I mean, so we went through this book called Love, Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy. And, um, and there, there was a lot of resources towards uh, just about uh, like the sexuality of things, sex is religion, um, just all of those things that he just mentioned. And so, yeah, it was kind of shocking to see, like you hear these stories about like, oh, yeah, there's like, um, there's like, uh, especially like the fashion industry is getting really big into it to where it's like uh, making like clothes for like infants and toddlers that are like I'm too sexy for my diaper kind of things mm-hmm. um, stuff like yeah uh, like dolls or like dressed as immodest and inappropriate as possible mm-hmm. to sell them more things like that the, I just thought that was wild but yeah was and that good. was in love that body it was, yeah it was in yeah. there yeah I'll kind of go into that uh, love that body is a very good book um, um the I would say for me the most disturbing part I guess about our culture um, is the fact that sex is very like driven as something that they want us to do um, 
and you're almost peer pressured into doing it because it's looked bad upon whenever like you're innocent. Um, and I think in our culture, the the one thing is is like uh, our sex education systems are meant to teach us what sex is truly about um, and like the detriments to sex uh, outside of marriage. Yeah. And, uh, what sex really does for you physically, emotionally, um, but instead our sex classes have turned into those of um, ones that talk about how to practice safe sex and let's go out and have sex and whenever you have sex it's the best part of your life. If you don't have sex then you are lame. If you don't have sex then you won't reach the paradise that God has given us on this earth, you know. Um, and that's something that's like constantly preached in our culture and our society, um, and there's nobody here to say, okay, hey, nah, that needs to stop. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I think that's the most disturbing part uh, is the fact that it's just like continually and gradually preached. Um, and then pornography, that's just another big issue. Um, we'll probably touch on that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it's just like all of that in general. That's just my feeling on it. It's just very disturbing now to see that that's something that's like so pushed into our culture nowadays so yeah yeah that's definitely a fact statement there's a lot that we could dive into yeah um based off of just that Cohen, max do you have any opening comments before we go in yeah for me the big thing is really music hmm. i mean obviously it's all kind of gone downhill but especially in music and listen to lyrics that are incredibly sexualized hmm. and it's um it's really sad and it's sort of I don't know. We're surrounded by it constantly, um, and especially with music, since we're always listening to music. And even if we're not consciously listening to those lyrics, those ideas can bleed into our everyday lives lives pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't. There's not many artists today that are like popular that don't talk about sex mm-hmm. in their lyrics. True. Um, a lot of rap, a lot of a lot of pop. Yeah, it's it's all content geared, and I think part of that is there's this perversion. Mm. Um, I don't know if you all ever listened like Doja Cat. Mm. Um, I'm not a fan, obviously. Yeah, um, but like after listening to her, it's like her voice almost is mixed in a way that is almost like sexually appealing. At least it seems to me mm. to where people listen to it, and it's like maybe they're not getting like a sexual drive out of it, but like there's something there that like this is what's attracting me to listen to this is because mm-hmm. it has sexual mm-hmm. content. It's in like it. subliminal. Yeah. 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 And I remember, man, I remember listening to a Taylor Swift song when I was like in, in middle school or something. Yeah. I was like, dang, I never realized until I just thought about it because I just learned about sex, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this song, like she's talking about sleeping with somebody and like the consequences of that and like what happened to her and how it was awesome and stuff. It, yeah. And I just put it together. I'm like, dang, that. The song is really inappropriate, and mm-hmm. no one else around me ever noticed that. Yeah. yeah, and now I think it's gotten even worse since then. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I could. We could all start from like anywhere, um, in this whole topic, but yeah. um, I guess like from "Love Thy Body," which is like fresh on all of our minds. Um, I think one central issue I think that could be a root of a lot of uh, the sexual sin that's going on in our world is just um, the idea of like dualism and how um, the body or um, the body can be viewed as like separate from the human being Mm -hmm. and how the soul is like the drive and the mind and where the person actually is in their body is just a machine that Mm -hmm. they can use to pursue pleasure or take advantage of and so when the body is 
I guess devalued, then it kind of justifies like sexual sin and just mistreating um, our bodies in order to get what we want or mistreating mm-hmm. other people to get what we want. And that kind of bleeds into um, the issues of abortion and lots of other stuff of just like um, basically you can justify just about anything um, when it comes to like physically um, if you can just push that agenda of dualism. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that might be a really good place to start just diving into that dualism and mm-hmm. explaining that. Um, so, I wish I had the book on me. Um, Let's take a short break and I'll go get the book. So we're back from our break and we have the book Love Thy Body by Nancy R. Piercy. And basically, is that Desecrate? Is that how you say that? Desecart? Descartes? Uh, Descartes. 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 <laughs> hey, I didn't present on this part, so. Um, but basically, it's this kind of idea of this two-story dualism. I mean, they're not going to be able to see it, but... <laughs> even those listening, but on the top, it's like kind of like a fraction, but on the top, it's uh, the two-story dualism, which is the mind, a free autonomous self, and on the bottom is body, a mechanism operating by natural laws, and this is what is being argued a lot in secular circles, um, this idea of body and mind, how they're separated. Um, is there any truth in that? Um. That's, that's tough to answer. I don't well, think in the way they present it now. No. The no. Um, what do you all mean by that? I will tell you why it's not. Um, so if we talk about from a scientific standpoint, uh, the body and the mind and the self, right, uh, and they're trying to separate those two, um, uh, scientifically we can't have a mind without a body and we can't mm-hmm. have a body without a mind. Um, so scientifically, you can't separate those two because they need each other to exist. Um, okay. um, and so whenever we try to bring those two as two different things, that really is a detriment to our body in itself. Uh, Dallas Willard talks about how our body is the center of our spiritual formation. So us as people um, with our body uh, ultimately mattering um, a lot to the detriment of our soul, to the detriment of who we are, um, to go kind of back into like the sex aspect of it, it's like people are like, okay, our body doesn't matter. Uh, Descartes' view is like, uh, as long as you um, you can just take away what you want in your mind, you can have sex with this person, um, but then in your mind, not have any feelings towards them or can't yeah. attach to them in some way, separate that. Which is, science doesn't even prove that. Science talks about when a woman has sex, she re- releases oxycontin, which is the same chemical that a mother does when she has. Uh, Oxytocin, I'm so sorry. I said Oxycontin, bro. I've always did that. I apologize. Sorry. Uh, um, but yeah, um, she always, um, she releases that uh, whenever she has sex, which is the same uh, chemical that a mother releases uh, when she's having a baby. Yeah. Uh, and so like, yeah, and so the craziest part is um, even if we want to try to separate that, we can't. Um, when we do these different things, our body is naturally designed to uh, coexist with our mind. So no matter how hard we can try, yeah. there's no truth in that statement because we can't separate the both. So. Do you all think it could be kind of like a... Um, I've noticed a lot of the times how the enemy will try to work is he'll take a truth and he'll just like twist it slightly. Mm-hmm. Do you think this could kind of be a version of that twisted truth and this is being seen as mind and body being separated 
but like yeah. for us as Christians, I mean, it's everyone, but um, we believe that it is body and soul that are separated yeah. or... Well, that, I mean, that's the you, thing is that they're not separated. Okay. Like we are an embodied soul, but it's like the two things are very, very connected. And so um, like that's the whole point. Uh, in Revelation, they talked about having uh, your new resurrected body yeah. kind of thing. And it's like a glorified, like it's uh, people, quite, like people not question, but they like push back on that and, and are like, why would we have a body if bodies are so bad? And it's like, they're really not, uh, they're made, uh, God made us that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You know? Even Willard talked about that. So. Yeah. Yeah, Willard talked about that a lot. With like um, Jesus yeah. uh, coming back in a resurrected body, yeah. Yeah. eating and such. But. The res- so. Yeah, it was a bodily resurrection. Yeah, yeah, I think that might be the lie there, that the body is evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That the truth, you know, that, that we're sort of perverting. Um, because, like Jada said, we are we are embodied souls, yeah. and God never designed us to be without a body. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna get bodies eventually, um, and the lie that the body is evil and should be subdued. Uh, I mean, it should be subdued, but like, you know, this just brings the image to mind of like the monks that flog themselves and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not really what we're called to do. We're not to treat the body that way. We're supposed to treat our body with respect, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we treat our body as like pure evil, we become detached from it. Yep. And I think that's where that lie kind of originated, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, detachment from the body. And then now you can do whatever yeah. with the body. Uh, I will say like in Love Thy Body, they talk about um, Descartes, uh, or Rene Descartes, I think is how you Descartes. say it. Descartes. Descartes, yeah. And basically like how the whole two-story dualism like came to be and he's actually like a devout catholic um and his like purpose for um this whole idea wasn't really to like justify evil and mistreating the body um i think it was more and i'm trying to like summarize what's in the book but he was trying to um render it says render a uh machinistic worldview or mechanistic worldview mechanistic yeah yeah uh capable with church teaching his strategy for protecting the spiritual realm was to separate it completely from the material realm so i think he Mm. was trying to kind of uh show how important the spiritual realm is and like um how that is like i don't know i guess he's just trying to show yeah i the value of it yeah Yeah. i think he was trying to answer the question you know um and that was like the best answer he can come up with uh, and then they like once you look back it's like no that's not right uh, especially from a biblical worldview when we think about Jesus and him physically taking on our punishment through his body getting beaten it just shows the significance of the body itself yeah. um, like Jesus soul wasn't whooped like all this wasn't whooped it was his body he took on um, the body his blood that flowed yeah. from him is what um, truthfully uh, ultimately is the reason why we're even here today uh, yeah. and that we get a chance to have eternal life with the father just because of that and I just think people just take that out of context, uh, especially when we read like Adam. Oh, I said Adam. Sorry, when we read Genesis and we talk about Adam and Eve and uh, how people feel like um, we were never even meant to have sex and our bodies were only supposed to be this way. Uh, yeah. And that that didn't come to after the fall, but no, God created it to be 
perfect, but the only thing that happened is when the fall came, it perverted our views. Um, and so when, when Santa entered the world, now the enemy is going to give us a false image and view of what God truly wants for us. And so I feel like that's um, one of the biggest things we have to recognize is like, no, the body is important. And this is something that uh, we can't live without the mind. Like our body isn't, like like Max said, our body is, uh, and Max and JJ, our, our body is our soul. Our soul is embodied in this body. Um, we just can't have our soul by itself. Our soul needs to have somewhere to live. It yeah. needs to have somewhere to rest. Um, and that is our body. And so we have to take that with pride and joy. And know that this is, this, is a, this temple of God. Yeah. This is the temple of God. The Holy Spirit was within all of our bodies. Um, and so we have to literally um, look at it from that aspect and not as something that's just like fleshly and something for here now. I think we miss that aspect of it a lot. Yeah. It's interesting because I was thinking about how like Satan didn't create anything new. He just deformed and twisted mm. what God, mm. God already yeah. made. As yeah. Well. So when you think of like marriage, like the twisted view of like homosexuality or not even commitment in marriage mm -hmm. um, and just uh, relationship for just sex or pleasure um, and then just like the the value of life and how like oh we can use people to get what we want yeah. um, but he didn't create Satan didn't create life or sex or any of that he's just slightly twisting it which I guess when you um, people use like the analogy of like um, if you're slightly a degree off it might not seem that bad, but the farther you get, like the farther off, off target you get. So I think that can really like, yeah, create a big difference. Oh so. yeah, bro, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How do you think um, this has played, like even this this like twist of truth, has played into the college campus, like just prominently, <laughs> like because like, the academy flows down. We've talked about it a, a little bit in class. The academy flows down mm -hmm. into what ends up becoming That's everyday cool, life. Yeah. Um, how do y'all think college campuses are embodying this and influencing thinking patterns and all of that? Horribly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to give an example first? Oh, go ahead, man. Take it away, bro. <laughs> I was, uh, well, I was just going to talk about the stuff that you presented on. Yeah. Um, talk about like the sex days at college mm. to where um, there are many colleges that will have like, um, like porn stars come on campus and talk about like that view of sex and how sex is so great and um, like taught like give seminars on like homosexuality and bestiality and uh, sadomasochism and um, just all of the, all of these things that are very much not in line with God's creation and God's um, like will for humanity mm -hmm. like uh, and so um, and it's like college sponsored and college like approved events and so um like that's that's just one thing. Mm -hmm. There's also things like um, some of these really big thinkers uh, about uh, sexual. Uh, I'm in the wrong spot. Uh, there's people like um, Robert Rimmer, who he um, wrote a book and it ended up being it sold like three million copies and was uh, required reading in college courses on marriage and family. And he was credited with being the main force behind like the creation of co-ed dormitories. And mm. so it's like his his religion was sex. And so like there was all of these things that like it's not just like the culture that's impacted, but like our universities and like schools um, have like parts of their institution are uh, very much uh, affected by it too. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah, sex is. 
considered to be like the greatest thing you could experience on earth like mm-hmm. according to a lot of these people and according to everybody um if you save yourself to marriage to do that you're not having any fun and you're not that's taking the lie the, going that's around. the lie going around mm-hmm. and you're not taking away um or you're not giving yourself the opportunity to have paradise here on earth yeah. um and the craziest part is if you look at research it talks about couples who are married and waited to marriage to have sex have the best sex life in the world uh why because that's how god intended it to be um but no our society our culture our colleges on these campuses have a perverted view of it and so think of it like this way i have two planes leaving from the same destination um but one is slightly off like an angle kind of what you were saying and kind of what you were saying one is slightly off we're going to end up in two different places yeah like if i'm in if i'm in uh utah and i have two planes and one is like Three degree off. One is going to end in Atlanta, and the other one's going to end up in New York. Why? Because that three percent really matters, yeah. and it's like an eternal resting place that we'll end up being at if we don't truly come to ourselves and understand. Okay, this is what it's supposed to be like, and it'll be like a detriment to our souls uh, as individuals. And by the time we get to our marriages, what college don't teach uh, is when you do get married, um, uh, a lot of this stuff's affect you. Um, JJ, what was the dude's name who uh, talks about? He believed that having sex, if you waited to marriage, you were like missing out. Was that Richard um, Dawkins or uh, Peter Freud Seger? talked about it a lot? Yeah, he said that only weaklings. Yeah, so we- talking about marriage. You marriage, yeah. Uh, he was like, only the weaklings have acquiesced in such a gross invasion of their sexual freedom. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, um, and that's Freud. You guys mm. probably are pretty familiar with him uh, and his views on sex. Sigma Freud, guys. Yeah. Yep. That's actually like really interesting because he calls like the weak people the people who can fight yeah. their own bodies because um, I think yep. restraining can sometimes be even take even more strength than acting yes on, yes on what you want to do like because mm-hmm. your body and your feelings are very powerful mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting how people they think of like um, I thought of this and I don't know if this would be a great comparison but when you think of like movies like when someone's like hey like let me tell you what happened in this movie you're like no 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 don't spoil it like save it like I want I want to mm. I want to experience it yeah. in, that's, in the best that's a really good analogy <laughs> So if you're just like falsely or having a false view of sex and like doing it outside of marriage, like it's almost like spoiling a movie, and that and that's not the best um, comparison. It's really good. But, I like it though. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously it doesn't reach the magnitude. But if you yeah. wait, like the more you wait, I think the better the payoff. Because if I were yeah. two minutes for something, I'm not gonna enjoy it as much as if I waited two years for something. Mm-hmm. So I think the longer the wait the more anticipated it is and the more worthwhile it becomes. Yeah. Well, the crazy part is whenever it's like, mm, it's like this. We, whenever we have sex outside of marriage at one time and then we go get married to somebody else. It's not as special. It's not as special, but on top of that, when you're having sex with your spouse, you're you're comparing them to yeah. the last person you mm-hmm. had sex with. Yeah. So now that's not fair on them because they have to live up to the expectation of yeah. the last person, you know? Yeah. And so then that in your relationship now um even when you're watching pornography like whenever i'm watching that on that screen now i feel like that's what my wife has to be like uh and that truly messes up the entire way that god wanted it to be because um think about like this man tell me this if we all waited till we got married to have sex nobody would have anything to compare it to Mm -hmm. 
it'll be all how God wanted it to be. There would be no STDs, no, no, no abortion. None of these things would happen. Why? Because that's how God intended it to be. But now all these things do happen, which are yeah. horrible because just we do what we want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Just a grid off. And the crazy part about it is that's not our culture sees that, but they ignore it. And mm-hmm. so once you get a once you get a lie in your head enough to like ignore it, you don't even. It's, you, to a certain point, you don't even see it anymore mm-hmm. because it's it's become so blind to you that you ignore the fact that it's there. The way so, yeah. I've heard it described, which I'm not sure how theologically accurate this is, but I think it's a good thought experiment, even if it's not, is that every time you have sex with a person, you split your soul mm-hmm. and share it with them, yeah. and they split their soul and give it to you. So you sort of have a spiritual connection. Yeah, there definitely is a spiritual connection. I don't know if it's really splitting your soul, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more people you have sex with, the less of the soul you have to share to other people. Mm-hmm. So by the time you want to get married and have kids, you're not giving anything spiritually in that relationship because you don't have anything left to give, yeah. which is really sad. Um, this discussion also brings to mind an example. Um, when I was home over break, I was talking with a friend, and she goes to a college in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how she had this, like, it was like a cultural class, something like that. So I asked her, like, what was the class about, you know? And it was essentially about sex education in a class disguised as, like, a Louisiana culture, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, more specifically, like, New Orleans culture. And I, like, dug a little deeper and it's basically teaching them about, you know, abortion and, and sexual health and stuff in this yeah. class disguised as Louisiana culture. Mm. And um, I don't know, she sort of justified it in some way that made it seem like, oh, abortion is such a big part of this culture. And, and, and the big thing is at that school right now, because um, abortion is illegal in the state of Louisiana, um, that school will pay for students to fly out to California for free and get abortions if they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're consuming right now. Mm-hmm. That's what we're being taught. Yeah. That's, yeah. Sorry, um, I want to take a real fast break, mm-hmm. and we'll be right back. and like first world countries and stuff like we're so used to instant gratification mm-hmm. um, with like iPhones like you want to talk to someone you just call them or you want something to eat you just order it on an app and it will be at your house within an hour or um, a lot of the stuff you can just pretty quickly get what you want yeah. um, Amazon you want you want a product you just order it and sometimes it's within like a day or two that it would show up at your doorstep um, and it's only getting quicker and quicker and easier and easier. Um, so I think being trained in that way has kind of made us have a mindset of like, what I want I have to have now and mm-hmm. I don't want to wait. Yeah. And I think that definitely applies to how we view sex. Like, I want it now and I don't want to have to wait. Um, and so that's something that like I and everyone have to be careful of is like, if we're so used to just yeah, getting what we want when we want it, um, and then we view sex as like something that we want, um, that's something that we have to be very careful about yeah. um, and patient with, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I relate that back to the analogy I've heard of, like, um, it's like the analogy of us being, uh, sexual desires being, like, microwaves and, like, crock pots. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, our, like, a microwave, we put some in there and it heats up and it cooks fast. Yeah. You get it quick, you know, um, versus a crock pot taking hours and yeah. hours. Um, to cook something to get the final product that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about like not necessarily all men, but a lot of men are sexual. Like things are like 
microwaves. Like, we want to go have sex, you know, we want to do it. Um, God has gave us desires to, to do that. But women are like crock pie. It's slow. It's slow. It, it, it takes time, you know. Um, and a lot of times, like, if we don't have this right here, this Bible, and, 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 and truly know the, the truth, man, we're going to act upon, even women, we're going to act upon what? We what we want like oh we want it now we, we microwave we want to cook it now you know what I mean um, and instead of like allowing that long process of God to heal us who we are as a person because think about it to go kind of to what you, back to what you're saying whenever you commit yourself to having sex your body is not one with the person you had sex with whether you want it to be or not you don't even have to live with this person you can have a different wife later on. But your body is still one with that person that you gave it to already. Uh, and but we don't view it like that, you know. Uh, and if we don't have, if we don't continue to be prayed up and have books like this that are based off of the Bible, um, and we don't keep ourselves prayed up on these situations, we'll completely fall short and just fall into our natural yeah. ways, you know. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you don't mind, I'm going to read this proverb that I actually read yeah. earlier today. Um, and this actually, I was thinking about this, um, but. I actually read this proverb in uh, discipleship, and uh, whenever I read it, I saw a verse in it, and that's actually the reason why I deleted Instagram. So, nice. Um, I'm just gonna, I may read all of it, I may just stop it at a certain point, because it's a little long, but this is Proverbs 5. It says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom, lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion, and your lips may keep knowledge. From the, for the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to hell, or her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable. You do not know them. Therefore, hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house. And that's the verse why I deleted Instagram. Do not go near the door of her house, yeah. lest you give your honors to others and your years to the cruel one, lest your aliens be feel, filled with your wealth, and laborers go to the house of a foreigner, and you mourn at last, when your flesh and your body are consumed. And say, how have I hated instruction, and my heart despised correction. I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. And I just really this whole proverb, I want to encourage you guys to go and read it sometimes uh -huh. if you haven't already, or you can just reread it. But you looked like you did you have a thought while I was reading, or oh no, I did. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I you finished? Did you finish? Yeah, uh, yeah, um, I like all of it. Um, it's proverbs, it's truth, wisdom. It's like we learn wisdom is the skill of living well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that is living well um, to be able to recognize that sin uh, and recognize what's going on and then see okay what is this sin and what does it lead to oh she leads to hell okay now I gotta turn around yeah. and I gotta do the smart way but in order for me to do that I don't need to put myself in situations where that is even possible to happen that's yeah. why you delete Instagram um, because a lot of things like uh, like Snapchat, Instagram, I mean, it is just thirst traps for thirst traps. It's like the enemy trying to tempt you. And so a lot of times, uh, if you're not prayed up and you know you aren't strong to handle certain things, 
you have to take away those those them doors for temptation to even mm. come into. What do you um, mean by prayed up? Hmm? What do you mean by prayed up? I think I know what you mean. Yeah. But you said that a few times, and it sounds like kind of cool. So okay, elaborate. So this is okay. This is what I mean by prayed up. Um, there is times where uh, prayer is so powerful. Yeah, um, so powerful. But a lot of times we as Christians we just go on our day, um, doing whatever we want to do. Um, before we go out and start our days, we have to pray a hedge of protection over us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because that is so important for us in our lives that we're dealing with. Uh, God will definitely help us, but we have to be willing to to want that help from him and seek that. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like, okay, this is the gift of protection, but in order for me to get this gift, I have to be willing to accept it. Um, and so uh, that's why I say you got to be prayed up, man. That's why I always say you got to be prayed up because you have to, that has to be something that's in your tube belt. Prayer is something that has yeah. to be something that you do on a consistent basis. Why? Because it's powerful. It's your conversation with God. God is going to be there for you regardless, whether you pray or not. Um, but the biggest thing is hearing is that heart cry towards him saying, yeah. hey, God, I need this from you. Um, and that I truly want all the ways that the enemy are going to try to attack me, God, I want you to show me those ways today. I want you to be evident in those. And he will. Yeah. But you just have to ask. And that's what I mean by prayer. I'm saying. Yeah, for the study we did in um first period, yeah, first Peter, um, I did humility, and one of those verses I looked at was uh, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Yep. Um, and just I want to look at that specifically just because what you said reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. But humbling ourselves so that way, because like whenever we're low, that's enabling God to lift yeah. us up mm-hmm. and that's just I mean, that depend- what you said yeah that dependency it's the dependency yeah it's definitely yeah. that dependency on Christ like no I have to if it's not for him I can't do it on my own and I think for me uh this kind of part of my testimony is I felt like I always wanted to like, try to do things on my own yeah. like oh man I'm gonna stop watching it this time or I'm gonna stop doing it this time uh, on my own but I don't have a dependency on Christ uh, to do those different things, so yeah, definitely. That's First Peter five is amazing when it yeah. comes to that because it literally talks about how we submit to the Lord, um, and just really had a dependency on Christ like we're supposed to. So yeah, do, it. do y'all? Um, I want to ask Cohen, JJ, and Max this because we've kind of been talking mm-hmm. some. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on what it looks like to, in a sense, flee this? twisted truth and pursue what God intended you know I think deleting Instagram is a great start okay that um, I'm not I yeah you gotta be really careful on social media because it's everywhere um, YouTube you know everything yeah um, so one practice I do to sort of avoid that is just thinking and not putting myself in situations where I'm tempted to do that. Um, this goes for like dating too. Um, I don't know if I want to get into dating yet. <laughs> we can save it for know. another time. Yeah. We're kind of close. But with like, with, um, you know, I think Covenant Eyes is a great resource for mm. pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if you're not, or you've never seen porn before, or, you know, you don't think it's that bad, like just get Covenant Eyes. Mm-hmm. It's great. Get a friend to keep in contact with your parents. Um, that, that's a great resource. And just when you're in the right headspace, you think ahead of time to what you're going to do or what you could do, and you prevent it. Um, because when you're in that moment of temptation, it's really, really, really hard to resist. Yeah. And um, it's, so it's much easier to give in. So if you just avoid those 
place of temptation and also rely on God and get prayed up, you know. Mm-hmm. As Marvin said, let's go, man. I like it. Prayed up. Um, yeah, that's really big stuff. And it's really hard. Um, but just know that it's not impossible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, all things possible with God. Amen. Not really out of context. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but God can help you out in that. And there's plenty of people that have success mm-hmm. uh, in that area of resisting that temptation. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, Willard talks. Willard talks a ton in uh, Renovations of the Heart. He's talking about um, people like in terms of uh, temptation and sin. Uh, it's incredibly hard to resist the sin, but you can very easily get rid of temptation, like uh, mm-hmm. protect yourself from that temptation. So that's a really big thing. But it's really like my biggest thing is just rootedness in Christ. Yeah. Like staying prayed up, or mm-hmm. reading the Word, or uh, like all of these things. Are um, because if you truly are like an apprentice of Christ, a follower of Christ, you're not even gonna want these things. You're gonna like mm-hmm. see them mm-hmm. from the outside. Like a like a higher view would be like, okay, this might look good in the moment, but God has better better things. Yep. God has bigger plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just really rootedness in Him is incredibly important. But, so that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, my dad would say better to have um, a guardrail at the top of the cliff than an amulet at the bottom. Um, so, like, I think it is good to have, like, ways to fight the addiction, but I think it'd be better to just avoid developing that um, in the first place. Um, but I think just because, like, it's so accessible, um, it's just, like, covenant eyes, like you said, I think is very helpful. Um, and then just surrounding yourselves with people who struggle with the same things, but they also want to um, fight um, against the addictions that they have, and so you can kind of relate with each other, but also like bear one another's burdens, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. Um, I, don't, I don't even. I know it's like basically Imago Day. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think um, that really is a lot of the root of just tackling this entire argument mm-hmm. is that we were created in the image of God and because we were created in the image of God um, out of that truth we are now able to do all these things we're able to have a relationship with God we're able to overcome sin and temptation and mm-hmm. be restored um, back to what we were pre-fall yeah. um, so I would also like add on to what you guys were saying mm-hmm. just um even a simple reminder that you are Imago Dei, you are created in the image of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, w- I, w- I would just add on to what y'all were saying. Um, uh, yeah, it's like, it really, whenever we do these things the right way, it restores our relationship with Christ and yeah. how it's supposed to be. Um, but I look at it. I look at it as an analogy of this. Whenever we're Christian, we hear these things like, "Oh, you gotta wait till you have sex to have get married. You gotta do all these different things uh, when it comes to our sexual desires and all these different things." And we feel like boxed in. Like we feel like we're in the fence, you know. Um, and and the guy talks about like him being uh, our shepherd over, and we being his sheep, right? Um, so when God puts his fence around us, it's not keeping us 
uh, from doing things we want to do. It's keeping up from the things from the outside from destroying our lives. Yeah. But we look at we look at we look at it as like, oh dang, he's God is keeping me from going out there and having fun. Yeah. But no, God is keeping you from going out there and getting killed. Yeah. Um, but we don't see that because the devil comes as a wolf in sheep's clothing, and all we see is oh, it's good things out there. There's other sheep. Why like, can't hey, we go out there? Look at that. Doesn't, doesn't right. that look tasty? That's a nice sheep, yeah. right? You know, lamb yeah. chops. Um, exactly. You know what I mean? And I think that's just the problem is that like we don't look at defense as something as protection but we look at it as something as restriction mm -hmm. um, and we have to start looking at it as a protection um, and yeah. whenever we look at it from that aspect we realize that God is protecting us from so much in his in his yeah, yeah. yeah. one more thing to add on your question Simon um, another way I guess you can get prayed up is through memorizing scripture yeah so Whew. one that Amen. I memorized recently that uh, basically anytime I feel temptation or something like that or I don't know anything like that. Um, it's uh, Psalms uh, one thirty nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to pull it up, yeah. Uh, it's like, search me, O God, know my heart, test me, and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me into everlasting. So basically, you're just relying on God's strength, right? And um, yeah, that's know, it's a really good reminder to have that on your heart because you can use it in times of temptation. Yeah, yeah. That's what Jesus did. He used it yeah. in times of temptation, man. Mm -hmm. Right up with scripture, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, our time is up, but thank you guys for joining us. Yes, definitely. Um, thank you. Thank thank you can we having. pray over them before we head out? Yeah. Um, and over you guys, Marvin, because you introduced the idea of prayed up. Would you like to pray? Yeah, of course. All right. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you uh, for allowing uh, all of us to gather today um, on this podcast. Thank you for. Um, just being who you are to us, Father. Uh, right now, as uh, everybody who's listening and even everybody who's in this room right now, Father, us on this panel, God, I ask that you would just um, restore our minds uh, of what you really created our uh, sex life to be like, Father. Um, restore our hearts and our minds, God. Whenever there's cultures out there uh, going against what you say, God, give us the words to, to combat that in the, in the right, respectable way that you would want us to do, Father. I know it's easy for us to say, what would Jesus do? But God, I ask you just truly give us those home. Um, those answers to what would you do in these situations right now, Father. God, I ask you to just give us the strength to withstand sexual temptations. Give us the strength to continue to um, to fight this battle that the enemy has for us right now, Father. Uh, we know that you will work and that you will continue to work, so we thank you, we love you, and we honor you. In your sister, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, well, thank you guys for joining. Thank you, bro. Yeah.